Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minko Gadget. Hello everyone! Today we're going to discuss another graph algorithm called topological sort. As you know, I really love graph algorithms. I find them extremely applicable in practice and also they are very common during coding interviews. Topological sort, I believe I have had on a couple of coding interviews and I have had to use it at least twice at work. Once to figure out the execution order of a build system and the second time was in an e-learning system where a student was supposed to solve a bunch of assignments in given order and each assignment was depending on other assignments. In this episode today we're going to cover three different things. We're going to discuss what is topological sort, where we can take advantage of it, and finally we're going to discuss how topological sort works. Before going there though, I would want us to talk about dependency graphs. I know that we covered them very briefly in episode 6 where we discussed graphs, BFS and DFS. Today I want to come up with a couple of more examples and we're going to use these examples along the way. So dependency graphs are popular in real life. Imagine that I would want to put some money in my savings account or I want to invest them. Well, I cannot do that until I get my paycheck, right? So see how investing is directly dependent by getting paid. Here is a dependency graph with two different nodes. The first node is getting paid and the second node is investing some portion of this money. And there is a direct dependency between them. I cannot invest them before I get paid. So there is an arrow pointing from investing the money to getting paid. Dependency graphs are very popular in build systems as well. Build systems like Bezo or Gulp, Grunt, Webpack, Make, and so on and so forth. In all of these build systems, we have a large dependency graph. One task depends on other, and we cannot proceed invoking given task without first executing its dependencies, because the particular task, it may consume some of the outputs of its dependencies. Well, when our build system is working on a very small dependency graph, the right order of execution is really obvious. But in some cases, the build graph is enormous. Imagine Google, imagine building Gmail or building Google Search. Well, there is there are quite a few nodes there in this dependency graph and there are quite a few things happening. So it is not easy, it's not trivial for developers to encode this execution order manually. Instead, what they would use is topological sort, run this topological sort on top of the dependency graph, and finally, this is going to output the right order into which the individual tasks from the dependency graph can be executed. Let's look at a very simple dependency graph. For example, let us suppose that we would want to deploy an application, but before that, we would want to compile its scripts, let's say from TypeScript to JavaScript. Well, in this case, we cannot deploy the application without first compiling the assets, right? Without first compiling the scripts. So we have an explicit dependency where we have an arrow pointing from deploying the application to compiling the application scripts. Topological sort is going to traverse this graph and it is going to return a list where the first node is going to be compiling the scripts and the second node is going to be deployment. That's pretty much all of it. 
And as I already mentioned, it is going to be particularly useful when you have to work on very large dependency graphs. Now, when have I used topological sort? First, I used it in an e-learning system. I was building a platform where a student was able to go through a bunch of challenges based on courses that they have taken before that. And you weren't able to proceed further and take your final test until you have passed through the lesson, right after that solved the assignments, and finally you were able to go to the final test. So these were just different nodes in a dependency graph, which had some dependencies between them. In order to complete the assignments, you first were supposed to go through the lessons that you were supposed to take. And once you go through the lessons and you go through the assignments, you are able to complete the final test. See, this is just pretty simple abstraction that we already discussed. This abstraction occurs everywhere, in real life, in this educational platform that I built, in build systems, and so on and so forth. So by knowing topological sort, you will be able to solve this problem in all these domains. Isn't that amazing, right? That's why I like algorithms, because they are so abstract, because they operate on abstract data structures, and we can use them across many different areas. Anyway, I got really excited, so let's take a step back. Why, I ended up finally implementing topological sort in order to figure out what is the right order into which the students were supposed to handle the individual assignments, the individual levels that they were going through. First, take the lesson, right after that, go through the assignments, and finally complete the final test. All right, another example. I was working on an Angular Seed project. And I tried to abstract Gulp there with... Uh, I was working on this project with a bunch of amazing contributors from the community. We abstracted Gulp because we didn't believe that it is going to survive much longer, so we built a small build system on top of it. And in this build system, the individual tasks had their own dependencies. We were writing stuff on the disk and tasks which were depending on the outputs that we have written on the disk were consuming them directly from there. That's something quite similar to Bazel when I think about it. Well, we had to implement topological sort there in order to figure out the right order of execution of these tasks. So I talked a lot about topological sort. Let us see how we can implement this algorithm. For the purpose, I'm sure that we will not be able to cover everything in detail, although the algorithm itself is maybe on 10 or 15 lines of code. But still, graphs are very visual, and this is a podcast. So what we're going to do is look at a few different examples. We're going to see how topological sort works on them. And this way, I hope I'll be able to give you a good enough intuition so that you can proceed and implement this algorithm by yourself. Just in case, I have also provided links to a sample implementation in the page of the today's episode. But first, you can try to implement the algorithm yourself without looking at the final implementation so that you can just practice for a little bit. All right, we have our original dependency graph where we first want to compile a bunch of scripts and right after that deploy them somewhere. What we're going to do with logical sort is start traversing this graph with DFS, with depth first search. See how useful this algorithm is? We're going to start, let's say, with the node which is associated with the deployment task. So when we go there, we're going to traverse all the different dependencies of this particular node. And we're going to see that there is one edge going out of it. 
and this is the edge which points to the nodes that is associated with the task responsible for compiling a bunch of scripts. We're going to go to this nodes and here we're going to see that we don't have any other dependencies for this text. So we don't have any outgoing edges. Since we don't have any outgoing edges, we are just going to take this task and push it to our return list, to our result list. It is going to be on the first place of our topological order, of our topological sort. From here, we are also going to remove all the edges in the graph that are pointing to this task. We have only one such edge, which is pointing from the deployment task to the compilation task. So we're going to remove this edge and we're going to look at all the edges in the graph again. We're going to see that we have the deployment node, which does not have any arrows, any edges pointing to it. So it is free to go. We can take this node and we can push it to our result list. And that's it. We found the logical order of this dependency graph. We are first going to compile the scripts and right after that, we're going to deploy the application. Now let us look into slightly more complicated example. Let's suppose that we want to copy also a bunch of static assets before deploying the application. So we have our deployment node, which points to two different nodes, copying assets and compiling scripts. Cool. So we're going to start traversing the graph, just as we know. We're going to, to go first to our deployment task. We're going to follow all of its dependencies. So first we're going to go to the task, which is responsible for copying assets. We're going to see that it doesn't have any outgoing edges. So we're going to take this task, remove all the incoming edges and push it to our result list. Right after that, we're going to go back to our deployment task. We're going to see that it has more outgoing edges. We're going to follow them. We're going to go to our task, which is responsible for compiling scripts. We are going to remove all the incoming edges. We're going to push it to our result list. In our result list, now we're going to have copying assets and compiling scripts. And we're going to go back to our deployment task. Our deployment task now doesn't have any outgoing edges at all. So we're going to take it and push it to our result list. And that's it. See how we found the topological order of this graph with three nodes. Now, in this case, though, we could have also swapped the first two nodes, the first two tasks that we found and pushed to our result list. It doesn't really matter whether first we're going to copy the assets or first we're going to compile the scripts. In this particular case, it doesn't really matter because we don't have dependency between these two different nodes in the graph. So this means that we have two different topological orders of the nodes in this graph which means that the topological order, the topological sort for a particular graph is not unique. This is something important to remember. Now, in our final example, we are going to introduce also a cycle. Imagine that we have task A and task B. Task A depends on task B and task B depends on task A. What are we going to do in this case? In order to proceed, you know that in order to take a note and push it to our result list, we need to find out that it doesn't have any ongoing edges. But in this case, A has an ongoing edge, B has an ongoing edge, and there is nothing we can do. Well, in this case, we can keep track of the nodes that we have visited to this point. So we can have a visited set where first we're pushing A, right after that we're going to B, 
we're pushing B in our visited set and here we're following its edge and we're going to A again. We're going to see that we have visited A already and here we can throw an error saying that there is a cycle in this dependency graph and we don't know what to do. That was pretty much everything. We covered how we can handle, how we can implement topological sort. We discussed that topological sort is not unique and we discussed also what we need to do in case of a cycle in the graph. We didn't discuss not connected graphs, but in this case, you can imagine that we're running the topological sort algorithm on top of the, each individual node in the graph so that we're performing the same procedure on all the connected components of the graph and we'll finally get the result. Now, that was everything. In general, in this episode, we discussed dependency graphs. We talked about topological sort and how we can implement it. And we discussed a couple of examples that are extremely common. For example, build systems. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgetchup. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgetchup.com. Thanks for listening.